Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's your name, man? You're listening to Bandwagons. Great stuff. <laughs> great. <laughs> what a great um, collaborative effort. Sorry, I was just bringing up my notes because they were closed again. Welcome back to Bandwagons. We're very delighted that you're joining us. We're back in studio. I had a lovely uh, week off in I Cork. I we had a week off. Yeah. Well, like, we didn't have, we, we didn't have a week off because we're all about money that. Money never ra- sleeps. All money never sleeps. We're <laughs> all about that rise and grind, you know. <laughs> um, but we do appreciate that. We hope you enjoyed Big Brother. Hopefully we'll be able to do a live show again at some stage yeah. we had plans but again Miss Rona she had others so yeah the plans might still stand but yeah um, keep your keep your ears and eyes peeled and we'll update you as we know but um, yeah we do appreciate that I had a nice week down in Cork did you do anything exciting? did I do anything exciting? no I went out to eat twice and it was all surprisingly normal bar like the, the maddest thing I think is like the waiter the waitress asking you about contact tracing or like asking for someone's details I'd never that hasn't happened to me yet but I think it's because hmm. when you book it in online they get it all anyway yes yeah I would say so don't and ask everyone. me about the GDPR or that but I love how people are like like naming the amount of times they've been out to eat like that's such a new thing isn't it so it's like so I've been out to eat four times since yeah, I've been allowed but I'm like specifying as <laughs> well because I was talking to someone today and they were like oh have you been out for dinner and I was like no but I did go for lunch and I also went for brunch on a separate occasion like, yeah just, in a different premises yeah. like who, who cares <laughs> nobody cares, like, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> but I love it well I actually do love hearing about people going out to eat whatever yeah so I'm like if you're like oh I went to this place I want to know starter main drinks I want to like give it all to me like. that's the thing I met up with my friends at the weekend at home as well and we were all like where did you go did they kick you out how long did you stay for what did you have was it busy like it's more details than I've ever cared to know about a yeah. restaurant like I'm a bit I'm dying to go out for pints but I don't like I don't like the idea of like having to have a meal but I think it's just because like you have to I feel because like it's in the rules I'm like oh. you're such a rebel 
Well, like, not that I would go and not do that, obviously, because you can't. But, like, have you seen the, tw- the Twitter thread of a girl who works in... I don't know if she's even Irish, but she works in a restaurant somewhere or a pub. I think she is Irish and she's done, like, all the, the interactions. Yeah. yeah, and there's one guy and he came in to book a table for that night and then they'd booked him in or whatever and he's like, Grant, can I have a pint now? Because you know I'm coming back later to have dinner. And they were like, no, that's not how this works. And then she found out he'd done it to three other restaurants on the same street. I think... Karens will all all like always. They'll always be Karens. Yeah. What's the male equivalent of a Karen? Uh, Philip. Philip. I don't know. I would have said Kyle. Kyle. I would have said Kyle. Kyle and Karen. I don't know. Email. I suppose in. it doesn't. Yeah. What is the male equivalent of a Karen? Do tell us. Um, today. Tell you what, it's not. It's not Alexander Hamilton. It's not Alexander Hamilton. The least Karen. <laughs> the loosest of segways. Of uh, of all the men. Yeah. So we're talking about Hamilton today because the Broadway phenomenon is now streaming on Disney Plus. This is not an ad, but I mean, if the Mickey Mouse Corporation wants to pay us, we'll take it. We'll think about it. We'll at the very least think about it and then probably accept. Um. Breed has been a fan for as long as I've known her um, and I haven't probably because I like there was no way of me ever getting tickets to a show like this because of the popularity of it which you'll get into I'm assuming but um, I did watch it obviously for the basis of this episode and we're going to we're going to get into it I'm excited I when, feel like you hated it because you haven't told me yet that you loved it so I don't do think you it's want me, be good Do you want me to get into it first or do you will I just give you my very you can initial impressions about what we when we first heard about it Because yeah it. that's I was going to ask you because as I said like as long as I've known you you've been banging on about it like I feel like it was kind of initially in college because yeah we finished college in 2016 and it started in 2015 Yeah Yeah that's true um I can't remember. I first heard of it because I am like just a big musical head. So I sometimes go onto like the musicals radio on Spotify just to see, just to listen to songs. And if I like them, I'll add them to my playlist. But like it, that's how I find like most of the new musicals and new shows that I've never heard of before that aren't like very mainstream because I'm a musicals hipster apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but this song came on and it was Helpless. And I was like, this is good. I was like, this sounds like Jessie J. And like, I know that sounds now out of context that it, there's no way in hell it sounds like Jessie J. But in the moment, I had nothing but the song. And Listen, I was like, you don't have to justify the, the Jessie J love to me the or the Bandwagon's listeners. They the, understand. The vocal acrobatics. I was like, this has to be like Jessie J when she did a stint in a musical or something. So then I started looking into it and I was like, no, it's absolutely not her. And not even close. No. And then I started like dipping my toe into Hamilton and listening to other songs and stuff. Um... And got just heard more and more about it from there. And then I Googled it, learned about the history of Hamilton and what, where the story came from. Yeah. Who, who the Lin-Manuel even was. Um, and it's just kind of grown from there. So like this was a big deal for me to actually be able to see it, see the original Broadway cast do this live because you can't, you could not get a bootleg of that anywhere for the last five years. Yeah. But you did see the show though in I've the seen, West End. Yeah. I've seen the show on the West End with the original West End cast. I brought my sister for her 18th birthday two summers ago um, but like like that we bought tickets a year and a half in advance it was very expensive um, and I cried for the whole thing it queue up for ages like it was incredible I went at the stage door I got my program signed have all the memorabilia it was incredible but like the this original Broadway cast that are in the Disney Plus version are the only cast in my mind like I I'm obsessed with them. Mm. Every single one of them. It's like as an ensemble, they're just so, so good. Because this is the thing at the height of the popularity with like, you're talking about the original cast there. So that's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Who obviously plays Alexander Hamilton and you've like Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. So it's uh, Lin-Manuel plays uh, Hamilton. Philippa Sue plays Eliza. Leslie Odom Jr. uh, is Aaron Burr. Renee Elise Goldsberry is Angelica. Christopher Jackson is George Washington. David Diggs, who I love, is Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. 
I can't even say this name, so I'm sorry, but it's Okirich Ana Oduan is Hercules Mulligan and James Madison. Anthony Ramos is John Lawrence and Philip Palmington. Jasmine Cephas Jones is Peggy and Maria Reynolds. And Jonathan Groff is King George III. Um, and they're incredible. There are more to that, but they're like the main. Like serious cast for anyone who's even like not maybe musically. Yeah. In like musical, as in like the thing. Musically inclined. Yeah. Because um, there were people like at the height of it, I remember hearing of just pe- like the lottery and the demand for yeah. it and people paying like up to a grand for, tic- for a ticket and that kind of being the norm per se. Yeah. Like if you got to see this cast on Broadway, it's like having been in the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Like it's, it was so hard to get into it and it'll never come again. Do you know who we should get on to actually to maybe talk about it or get some feedback on socials? Uh, Emer McLeisett, who yeah. co-wrote the Ashing books. She saw the original cast, but when they did in Puerto Rico, as far as I'm aware, I that f- was the original cast, wasn't it? I feel like it might have been a different cast. Sorry, I think but it, Lin-Manuel, like Lin-Manuel was, was in it. Lin-Manuel took it to Puerto Rico and played Hamilton, but yeah. I don't think the rest of the cast were the same. I'd still be interested to hear her because that was... Oh, if you I remember, saw Lin-Manuel, like... Yeah, but I remember her, like the lead up to it on her Instagram story, because it was like, obviously like... Not that it was obscenely expensive, I suppose, but it was expensive for like a jaunt for a week, whatever, to see a show. And she was like, will I do it? Will I do it? And obviously on everyone on Insta was like, yes, egging her on. So I got on to her about that. But anyway, yeah, you saw it. It was incredible. How did you feel? You've watched the Disney Plus with the original cast that was filmed in 2016. You've watched that twice. Like twice. Yeah. And uh, like thoughts? I, I watched it. So I watched it Friday when it came out, just kind of in the sitting room, people coming and going and didn't give it my full attention. But still, like, was obsessed. And then I watched it at home on Sunday and I hadn't really had much sleep the night before. So, and I, when I say, like, my younger sister thought I was having a nervous breakdown, I could not stop crying. No matter what was happening, I was just, like, shaking, sobbing. But it's not that sad. Like, it is sad, but it's not that sad. Like, I was just very emotional. But when I saw it live, I cried as well. And Hilda, who hadn't really had much of an interest in it at the time, was like, what are you crying for? Like, what's going on? <laughs> And now she kind of regrets being not as, being as informed going to see it. Yeah. And not kind of investing in it as much. Yeah. She's a huge fan now. For anyone who isn't familiar, can you explain what Hamilton is about before we get into anything else? Absolutely. So Hamilton is a musical. Um, the music, lyrics and book were written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It tells the story of the American founding father, Alexander Hamilton. He is on the $10 bill in America. Um, it was inspired by the 2004 biography Alexander Hamilton written by Ron Chernow. Sure, sure yeah, Chernow, um, sure I would have said. The show's music draws heavily from hip-hop as well as R&B, pop, soul and traditional style show tunes. Um, the show also casts non-white actors as the founding fathers and other historical figures. And they're the bullet points. That's what most common folk would know about it already. Yeah, because that was the thing. Like for me on the outside looking in, I was like, this is a story about some, the class lads and like the the history of America that I'm going to completely my hands up and say that I was like, I mean, I feel like everyone has like a general idea. Especially if, just if you're like, not American, I feel like you have a general idea. Like that happened, the lads signing things, whatever. And then thus America as we know it was born. And that's what I... Kind of just from watching Disney Channel or like those shows as a child. Yeah, yeah. That's literally wherever, where I got all my info from. Yeah. Where they had to do like projects and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, And that, and and then it was just like that it was that, but it was like a hip hop retelling and that it was really contemporary and very accessible for people who 
didn't really like your atypical, like traditional style of musical. Yeah, it's no Oliver, like. Yeah, it is certainly no Oliver, that's the case. Why do you think it is as popular as it is then? It's the, obviously a combination of those like reasons, but is there anything else? Um, It's like, it just started with such a strong cast that it came in with a bang. And then the whole like, the way it was cast, it kind of... I don't have to explain this, but I was listening to a podcast earlier with um, Renee and she said, or it was, wasn't Renee, it was one of the other cast members, but I can't remember um, his name. But uh, they said that like, because there's like no white people really as lead actors that like, when you go into it, hearing a story about like your founding fathers who are all supposed to be white, like it's kind of takes away all your racial bias when you go in. So it just kind of like resets you just ready to hear the story, with it, like taking race out of it. And he said, like, a small child came up to him and was like, I'm going to be just like you. And the kid was white. And he was like, for him as a black man, he would never have thought that he could play any of those parts. But now that it's reversed, kids don't really see it as, like, colour. And they're like, I can play Hamilton. I can play whoever. Because they just, they've just they taken race out of the equation by casting all minority mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Do You don't like that. We'll get into it in a while. It's not necessarily <laughs> that I don't like it, but I do think it's a, a pretty fair criticism from some people. We'll get into it. Would you like to hear my initial impressions from watching it? Absolutely. Today? I'm so excited. Okay, so my notes are um, Jonathan Groff's chin sweat is distracting. It's because, spit. Because it was. Oh, it's spit. He spat. Now, I have to ask you a question. Were you on your phone while you were watching No. This? Do you promise? Yeah. Were you on your laptop? No. Did you well, the it? laptop was here. It was next to me. I was working. Did you give it 100% of your time? Yeah, attention? I did. Yeah, I yeah, know I did. I did it. I wasn't on my phone because I knew I wouldn't get it like. Yeah, I was worried about you looking away for a second and missing something and then being like this. This didn't make any sense. Um, but it was it was just very it was very distracting. But he's kind of no, hot was, as well he, at the like, same time. It's very he, he's it's a weird so position. iconic in that. Yeah, because Hilda said it to me. I hadn't copped it the first time I watched it. And she was like, wait for the chin spit. And it's so close in on his face. And he just—they did him so dirty with that angle, like it's. But I think it was—I think that was half the character. Like the character is supposed to be disgusting, and it's supposed oh, to probably, be like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. off-putting. And I think he just enunciates so well because there's a lot of spit in, in the, on the stage yeah, in, the, yeah. in theater. I don't know because when we saw it in the West End as well, there was people spitting. They everywhere. were just hawking at each other. Yeah. It's disgusting. And they're not used to having cameras that close up. But that was a big piece of spit. Yeah, just a, <laughs> that was. <laughs> keep a going. Um, I also didn't know he was in it literally until. Probably too until you. I think you said it, and I was like, "What?" And then I didn't. I didn't question because I was like, "Right, okay." Like I texted you about it. Yeah, because I in my impression of it was that it was a really, really diverse cast, and then you have the most Caucasian Broadway boy there. I was like, "What fucking role is he in it?" I was like, "Did I just completely miss it?" No, obviously I hadn't seen it, so of course I didn't know. But yeah, and his role obviously makes sense that he would play it. But he got nominated for a Tony based on that role. Like he's he's not in it for. He's on stage for probably four minutes, and he's he barely moves. Yeah. I'm I'm just obsessed with that. I think you did it so well. Um, I have de- I and I was texting you this earlier. I found it a bit like I couldn't really get into it at the start. I found it like kind of cringe. I found it some of the stuff with like the one thing I will say about Lin Manuel Miranda is, and I've seen other people say it online, is that he's an incredible writer. I don't know how good of like a, an actor, an actor uh, yeah. or singer he is, and he is like. And not the Jesus, he's better than me. But like, there there are some things I was like, oh, I don't know. I was just a bit like, what am I watching? Yeah, the 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 trailer for it as well made him look very cheesy and very. It kind of would be off putting if you're not a musical fan. Yeah, because he kind of it's all these like 
him turning around slowly and stuff. Oh, yeah, and uh, my next sentence is Lynn Manuel Miranda seems like such a loser, which seems very harsh now I, after watching it all. But no, I get that. Like I don't. But you know what I mean? Love he just Lin Manuel. Yeah, but I love. He's a genius. Like he's yeah. a musical genius. Yeah. No, like when you think of how he took what that story is and made it that thing that's on the stage. Yeah. It's completely but just insane. Even, I could never do it. The whole thing. Yeah. The raps in that, like some of the like the rhyming schemes, I want like I'm just I'll get too passionate. Yeah. Keep going. So then obviously the gals came, Skylar sisters, and I was fully on board. I was Work. like, yeah. I was like, this is I'm obsessed with these guys. We're gonna go with them for Halloween. Who's who's we now? Me and my sisters. Oh yeah, okay, that's that's fair. We can fit you in if you want. We could, as, we could as, do you address As a sister that doesn't exist Yeah um, I have a fun fact about that But I'll get to it later um, And then I just had for like My best songs Because the music is the, Like I thoroughly enjoyed the music Like and I And I, you said it And I would probably have to agree I think I need to watch it A couple of more times Yeah Maybe to like get it as it is But I can recognise That the music is So good And for someone who wouldn't Be as passionate about musicals As you are it's very, as I said, contemporary, got me into it, very accessible. It just kind of turns what, like, that idea that I have of musicals on its head and kind of see, like, it's cool in inverted commas. Um, I loved. Did you do music in school? Yes. Do you know, like, all these recurring motifs and stuff? Yes. There's so much of that yeah. in it. And that's all I can think about helpless. is, like, it's like helpless time, like, yeah, oh, that would be enough. Like all those little like yeah. runs, I just love them. Anyway, um, so well, I'd heard this anyway because it did, a load of celebs covered the songs in Hamilton for like another. Well, not celebs. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like artists for the mixtape. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson covered "It's Quiet Uptown," and I remember hearing oh, that song. And I was like sobbing, so good, Chef so kiss. so good. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> so I knew that song. So like, I heard that, and I, obviously, it's even better in the musical. I think who did so sad, so so sad. Who someone did satisfied. Some I did female, not listen to the rest of it. I'm rapper, be and it is incredible. I think it was like Missy Elliott. Um, so sorry. Up. Then I have the the Skylar sister song, obviously. Um, say no to this. Oh, Very good. How to say no to this? Um, the room where it happens, obviously, because I can't. I can't this week because it's it, there's like a resurgence of it because obviously it's on Disney Plus or whatever. But there's a sound that's like trending on TikTok at the minute, which takes a lyric from that and I'll try and find some good examples and put them on socials because I tried to explain it to Breed and it doesn't sound funny and if I try and explain it here it actually won't be funny either. Sorry, it's Sia does Satisfied. And oh it's, God! But it's really, I remember when that came out I could not stop listening to that and I couldn't go back to the original because hers is just really, really, really good. Um, Sorry, and then my other one was and I, but I couldn't find the name of it and it's the one about never being president. Do you know when they're throwing the bills and it's his like sex I'm scandal thing has just been exposed. Oh yeah. And they're like throwing the dollar bills yeah. around the place. And it's and like the lighting's really burn. cool. It's yeah. she comes out and burns the paper. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that one. I don't really, I wasn't really into probably like you, like the whole cabinet battles and stuff. Like I, I am into them now, but like I wouldn't listen to them in the car. Yeah. Like, whereas I'd listen to all the songs the girls sing in the car. Yeah. But the raps and stuff. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. I prefer them in context. I, I, I don't think I wrote this down, but he does one in the first half, a song. Wait it's, for it. Yes. It's God. so good. It is, oh, he is so, such a star. I like, know. he is the star of the show. Like, it's. Yeah. There's a really good video I'm going to send you later that they put up a couple of years ago of him doing it on a stage and it's a cappella. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Hats off to the chef. What do you think about, like, this whole thing of. Because you were saying there wasn't a bootleg to be got and, like, how expensive tickets were for these kind of shows, whatever. 
Like it kind of just reinforces that stereotype or like that fact, to be honest, of that like Broadway is very like inaccessible and for like a certain cohort of people. Do you know what I mean? Because I saw a tweet then recently off the back of this coming to Disney Plus being like, like every show should be filmed and distributed in this way. Well, and I know obviously maybe not every show and I'm not a fan, so I don't know if I have a really strong opinion on this. But as a musical theatre fan, I'd be interested to hear what you think in terms of that argument that yes, all of these shows should be filmed and they should be distributed because not like Broadway isn't accessible to everyone. Yeah. um, I would just say like, it's not the same to see these things on screen. They're not made for screen. Like the work that goes into them is all to be seen on stage and to be experienced in that way. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like we saw it with COVID as well. Like so many Broadway shows are after being shut down because they can't put them on. So Mm. like Frozen is gone now from Broadway which would have been one of their biggest. So it doesn't, it doesn't take much for them to to just go. Like, um, So if you started distributing them for free or for like a subscription or whatever, Broadway wouldn't exist because people wouldn't need to go see these things live anymore. Or they wouldn't have the want for it the same way they do now because it's so like, I don't know, exclusive. Yeah. yeah. So... Like, I do agree, like, Broadway is so, so overpriced. Or not not all of them. Like, Hamilton was extremely expensive. The West End, I didn't actually... I can't remember how much I paid. I don't think it was that much. Maybe, like... No, it was, it was probably, like, 120 euro a ticket. But we were a couple of rows back from the stage. Like, they, we, they were the most expensive. Mm-hmm. So, but compare that to, like, $1,000 or whatever. And my sister-in-law said it was playing in Chicago for months. And they couldn't afford to see it at any time. They couldn't get tickets at any time. It just wasn't. They'd always pick a different show because it was so in high demand. But um, the pricing for those things generally goes on demand as well. Yeah. Because it was such a good show. That's why the prices were so high and that's why it was so hard to get into. But um, that's what I say to that. Like if you put it on, like if you put it all on Netflix, what's the point in leaving your house? Like what's the point in paying? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, no. And then you put a lot of people out of work that way. Yeah, I was going to say if you have watched Hamilton and enjoyed it, I would suggest that you look up the Actors Fund and maybe consider making a donation because it's helping those who have lost their jobs like on stage and off stage with COVID and whatever. Yeah, like it's there's a lot. Like Broadway is going to be not happening until 2021 at the earliest now with all of this shit that's happened. So yeah, from what I've seen. And on a local level, we need to lobby the shit out of the government to support people in the arts here because they're just not being supported and it's extremely difficult for people. Um, on that note, I know you were saying about like the issue kind of, of of race in the show and whatever. And I'm here as always to play devil's advocate. Um, but so as we said, like the show is primarily like it's black and Latino people. It's a very diverse cast. Yeah. Asian as well. Historically, um, the story of the Founding Fathers, they're, they were all white. So like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, Hamilton, Hamilton is an immigrant. That's the Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like everyone else... Mm-hmm. Um, well, as far as I know, yeah. Um, no, we can't for, prove that. For <laughs> don't start. For <laughs> the most part, a lot of people have said like that it is historically, like it's extremely historically accurate. Your man that wrote the biography. Uh, what I have different notes, but we'll get we can come back to them. Um, it's historically accurate, but like the retelling of it is a bit problematic. Your man Ron Chernow, he did, who did the biography, he was a consultant for the show to make sure that it followed. Like, um, oh, sorry, got an email. To make sure that it followed, like, everything and kind of 
uh, did right by history and it's I'm reading my notes here like most people praise it as being historically accurate and because it's diverse um, whereas other people would take exception to the fact that like the story is kind of romanticised the founding fathers and Alexander Hamilton when like they weren't they weren't good not that they weren't like good guys but like they were problematic in some of the things that it kind of seems to gloss over some of their more yeah but they were like it's more so that they they're trying to tell the story of Hamilton because he seems to have been erased from history when all the other founding not erased from history but erased from like the big storylines were like we've never heard we had never never heard of him but we'd heard of like Thomas Jefferson yeah George Washington and they were all founding fathers and it was just to show that he did just as much if not like he if not like played like an even bigger role than them in some ways yeah and just it did never got the recognition for it really so I think that's what it was it wasn't to glorify bad people no like I obviously know that wasn't the intention and to be honest I think a lot of the responsibility actually lies on the the fan base, which I'll get to in a minute. Like, I think it was more them as opposed to... Like, yeah. I know Lin-Manuel didn't go, like, didn't go in with a hard on for, like, all the white lads in the States, you know. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it, it kind of comes down to the fandom. He actually said to The Atlantic in 2015, he said, I felt an enormous responsibility to be as historically accurate as possible while still telling the most dramatic story possible. Yeah. And when I did part from the historical record or take dramatic license, I made sure I was able to defend it to Ron because I knew that I was going to have to defend it in the real world. None of those choices are made lightly. Now, we're people take issue is like obviously there's this whole argument that like Hamilton was an abolitionist and he was against slaves and whatever but like that's not entirely true and it's like pretty much been said that like his family would have definitely had slaves and his whole thing of like uh, being against them wasn't from like an ethical standpoint it was from a case of like practicality and like wanting property and stuff okay Um, but his wife campaigned to end slavery yeah, but I again, I don't think that's from the position that we think, you know what I mean, from an ethical perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle Ross, she's a scholar. She mentioned like there's a nuance in the narrative of Hamilton towards slavery. Um, she discusses how his stance on eliminating slavery was based on property and practicality over morality and ethics, painting him to be a non-advocate for abolition. Um, when you look at Hamilton's record, like it actually shows little action against slavery, even if he did openly attack, like, because Thomas, Thomas Jefferson was a huge racist. Um, Gordon Reed said the view of Hamilton as an ardent abolitionist is an idea of who we would like Hamilton to be. Like, I do think there is, because we you might like really like Lin-Manuel or you might have gone away from the musical and just really liked the story like I think I'm going to get into it a bit more and I'm going to make the point again like I think there's nothing wrong with enjoying it as what it is because and again this is me as a white person I'm other people have other views yeah but I would and I but I would say this for any piece of like art or anything that you enjoy if you enjoy something you should also be able to engage with it critically but I still think you should be allowed to enjoy it while acknowledging like that's not great. I think the issue is that a lot of people went into this and watched it and why the fandom became so toxic is you would maybe like a young audience who probably didn't look any further into the actual story or like the nuance yeah, they behind just took everything it all else. For... Yeah, they took it maybe as face value and just saw like these characters played by extremely hot actors and the songs are really good and they, like they have this idea and it's in their head and it's not they weren't willing to engage with history any further and just be like maybe I shouldn't yeah 
be as enthusiastic about this person as I am. But there's more to it than just like the the whole slavery and race thing because there's massive inaccuracies in the storyline, in like what actually happened, race aside. Like there's, um, I have notes here, but like what he has done for minorities by just giving them lead roles on Broadway mm-hmm. is incredible. And I feel like it's kind of, a bit shitty to go and be like well you know this guy actually had a sl- had slaves or whatever but like and kind of like not acknowledge what he has done what, no, he, what, what Lee manuel yeah. is doing in 2020 for minorities and then people are arguing like well back in 1776 like this is what was actually going on like you kind of have to yeah you can't change history like Completely, but I think there is an argument as well, though, that while that's great and it's great to, to have the cast be so diverse, like the uh, the musical director was always right white for the history of the show, and like the team behind it was like always classically white, which isn't great. And then there's the whole thing of I know you talked about taking race out of it, um, that's been like heavily, heavily criticised because there was almost a thing of like I have a quote here from someone. Um, and I will get to it now. Where is it? Um, just basically that said about like taking the color out of it kind of almost makes us want to simp like sympathize with them, which isn't like obviously isn't the like you shouldn't be sympathizing with the founding fathers, you know? Why? Because like they were they had slaves. And oh my god, my bloody emails. I uh, I don't know. I feel like that's racist to be like, you can't sympathise with them just because they're not white. Sorry, I found the quote here. Raven Brunner um, wrote a piece for, on Medium and it's called Hamilton is not void of criticism. And she said, Hamilton uses black bodies to insinuate the innocence of the show's protagonists. It's an interesting phenomenon to me and I strongly agree that to fully give this show and its actors justice, the black experience during the Revolutionary War in the 1800s should not have been erased, whether or not it fits the optimistic and hopeful narrative of the Hamilton musical. So I think that's the argument where it's like, it's class that you cast, like that it was like a really diverse cast, something that's never been seen before on Broadway because Broadway is so whitewashed. But at the same time, why are you using black actors to focus on this like very white centric story when there were like because no one else is doing it in any of the other but like there were the other shows that it didn't but like you're you're looking at that time period where there were lots of other black people and black revolutionaries and they have also continued to be ignored if you look at like the black panthers or whatever like i think there's you cannot compare hamilton to black panther no i don't mean the movie breach <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The Black Panthers. Um, how do I explain this? Black Panthers. I just think when Lin Manuel had wanted to tell this story, and he had a, cho- a choice when he was casting, he could have chosen to like cast all white people. Compl- oh, and he chose not to because he's not white himself, and he was like, if I don't give these people the lead roles, then who will? And I think people are just always gonna tear that down. I don't like it. I know, I think that, uh, but that's the thing. I think we can have like these, I think you can have one view and also again be like, yeah, this song slaps. Like it just goes back, like, and a load of people have made this point in terms of like liking Hamilton as a musical and appreciating the work it has done to give black, indigenous people of colour more recognition on Broadway. Like you can agree with that, but you can also think, you can also recognise it doesn't portray history accurately. No, it doesn't. And the Founding Fathers were actually horrible people. That's, what some people have said. I know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dana Schwartz, she's a journalist and she said the same thing. She was like, you can nitpick Hamilton and be contrarian or you can just enjoy it and accept the reason it became a phenomenon is because it's really, really good, which I agree, but it goes back to my point then again. I think you need to be willing to engage critically with it and recognise that it's wrong. And that's what I mean. We, yeah, we're, but do that with, with Greece and all that as well, you know? like uh, but <laughs> Absolutely, that's what, like, that's what I'm saying. We can do it with everything. And I feel like people are just quicker to do it though because it's an all-minority cast. Like, you can, people never come out. If this had been an all-white cast, there'd be... Like, do you know, I think it's just because... People are very quick to jump on and find negative things. No, I think it's because... It's, there's good intentions, I think. Yeah, and again, I'm going to bring this back to the fandom because I have instances of them just being absolute fucking freaks. But um, even Ava Duverna came out. She's that director. Um, she came out and said that, like... Uh, because someone tweeted her because she was like must have tweeted being like I'm really excited I'm going to watch Hamilton blah blah and someone tweeted basically being like Alexander Hamilton bought slash owned slaves many uh, and then like gifted black humans to his in-laws and she she quoted and said yep yeah, bought slash owned believed in manumission not abolition wrote violent filth about native people believed in only elites holding political power and no term limits and the banking innovation has troubled roots that's why I don't look to art for my history I study history yeah. which is why I just think it's really important to know that. Yeah, he didn't. He could probably going into this. either. Like, <laughs> no, that's not what I think. That's I such know a, what you're trying to make, a, and I have I notes here as well. Like, um, Lynn like used dramatic license in the like pretty much the whole retelling of the story. Like, um, Angelica and Hamilton, they had a strong relationship, but there was no like love there. Like, there was no affair. There was like nothing. There was no record of that. Like, that was purely for the show. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like in the song Satisfied, Angelica explains why Hamilton is not suitable for her despite her really wanting him. She says that she needs to marry rich, but that makes no sense because... Or she says, I'm a girl in a world in which my only job is to marry rich. My father has no son, so I'm the one who has to social climb for one. But in actuality, Angelica had less pressure on her to do this because her father actually had 15 children, including two sons who survived into adulthood. So like there actually was no pressure. Like this is all just put in to make the story dramatic. Um, I did love that. I loved the whole yeah. two sisters and love the one man. One of her brothers. Yeah, but it wasn't true. Like, oh yeah, I know. Like, um, so when so sorry. So one of her brothers was actually a state assemblyman. I don't know. Um, and Angelica had eloped with a ho- with her husband John Barker Church three years before she met Hamilton at her sister's wedding. So she didn't introduce her sister to Hamilton, which it depicts in the show. Um, and she was already a mother of two to uh, of two of her eight children at that point. So she was like way further on in life. She wasn't like single looking for someone and was like passing people on to her sisters. Um, Miranda stated that he chose to do this because it is stronger dramatically if Angelica is available but cannot marry him. 
And then similarly, Aaron Burr's role in Hamilton's life is overstated and much of their early interactions in the show are fictionalised. Like they weren't constantly bopping in and out of each other's lives. They weren't as close as it make them seem. So it's not very historically accurate in the massive I know, story when I, but, but when historians argue about it being historically accurate, I think they mean more in terms of like the actual story of the Founding Fathers as opposed to the subplots of... But it's all like it's... It's the story of his life, but it's like they were massive points in his life in the show, but they're not massive. Like they never actually happened in his real life. Yeah. Have you heard of The Haunting of Lin-Manuel Miranda? No. Um, this was written by Ishmael Reed. Um, it was a play oh, I have. It's the guy that's going to give him more shit again, isn't it? Yeah. And the play debuted in 2019 and basically depicts Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's tormented by the ghosts of Native Americans and white indentured servants and slaves who were left out of Cherno's bi- biography. Um, and he said on it and why he did it, he said, I think Hamilton is probably the biggest consumer for all since the Blair Witch Project. Um, he said that historians who gloss over the uglier parts of the Founding Fathers legacy want to get awards. And I mean, they did. He is, they have 11 Tonys, so like... They had 11 Tonys. They, and a Pulitzer Prize. They hold the record for the most Tony nominations with 16, but they could only have won 13 because multiple nominations from the same show were in the same category, so the only one would have won. Um, and they are they were one short of matching the record held by the producers of winning 12 so it's annoying they don't have the record for the most wins um, but yeah Lin-Manuel Tell, talk to me about him because obviously so he plays Alexander Hamilton in it and he like as we've mentioned he wrote it's his like it's his brain it's his baby like, yeah, 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 yeah he's been working he worked on it for years and years but so you wouldn't have heard of him really before he did Hamilton he'd written In the Heights which is a stunning musical about um, the Heights in New York and all the Latino community I don't. I haven't seen it I only know some of the songs from it Dash so. is being adapted into a movie and was due to come out this year and it's has also been been cancelled twice or it's been cancelled once and postponed twice because the first time I th- so the first time someone agreed to make it and then it just got cancelled and then the second time the Miss wine, Rona wine, no this is like oh. five or six years ago or ten years ago I don't know and then Weinstein's company agreed to make it and now it's been delayed oh because Lord. of all that yeah. and then they were actually shooting it and then Miss Rona came it's been postponed again but he yeah so they're making that that is a lovely musical so he wrote that um, he also co-wrote Bring It On the musical based on the movie stop yeah gas um, he what a man. had small roles in The Odd Life of Timothy Green How I Met Your Mother and Modern Family before Hamilton and Sopranos don't know if you have that written down oh, no in, I don't he's in like it's only that I saw I was saw before it in- after Hamilton no, that was before, way before yeah. I saw it in some thread on in a Who Weekly group or something that he's yeah. come all this way from. Like, yeah, and I literally think he's in one episode. I think it's a really passing he's, cameo. Like it's the same in How I Met Your Mother. He's on a bus, and it's one episode. I think it's the same in uh, Modern Family as well. And then since then, he has gone on to do the music for Moana. He kind of sings on the soundtrack and wrote most of the songs. I think um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Ducktales, Mary Poppins Returns, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. And he is also on board to do the music for The Little Mermaid remake <gasps> as well as the movie adaption of Tick Tick Boom written by the same guy who wrote Rent Jonathan Larson it's um, that's exciting yeah it's supposed to be really good um, yeah I'm very excited for that Little Mermaid reboot because it's Halle Bailey is playing Ariel that is going to be that? oh yeah of Chloe not and Halle Halle, fame. Not Halle Berry. Not Halle Berry. People no. got so confused yeah. about that. Um, Can I talk to you about one of the things that you might not have noticed in the show, but I am obsessed with since absolutely, I read it. Yeah. Where's my phone? Hit me up. Um, so there's a dancer in the ensemble. Like they all kind of play 
really important themes like like the people that don't actually sing songs actually do represent things as well so there's one girl and she represents death for the whole show and she comes out at the start i'm going to read this because i'm going to get it mixed up um so there's a in the disney plus version there's a woman called ariana debosi who plays a special role within the ensemble known as the bullet she's killed for suspected espionage right after you'll be back the king george the third song and is the first one to die um not counting hamilton's mother or cousin who kills himself in the first song um after this she becomes an omen of death at the beginning of stay alive she carries the shot that narrowly avoids hitting hamilton so she like she's the girl who comes out and holds the bullet as it leaves the gun and she appears on stage every time death is around hamilton and she's with him right at the end when he gets killed but um it's gas if you watch her for the whole thing like you will see her uh, there's more to this um in yorktown she helps lawrence kill a red coat shakes his hands shakes his hand then lawrence is the next to die in i know him uh, she's the one bringing the message to king george about john adams um and symbolically heralding the impending doom of hamilton's political career she's the one who tells philip where to find george eaker and flirts with him so philip is literally flirting with death right before he gets shot um there's there's loads it goes on and on so i just thought it was really cool like once you see it it's a really cool thing to watch out for yeah we might share them on insta for for people if they they want to see yeah did you cry no never no what about when it's quiet uptown no i well, i just feel very sad what about the orphanage no the orphanage you've no idea what i'm talking about i do know what you're talking about but i just didn't you, i'm not really a huge crier at shit anyway like yeah, but it was it was like they were just so good at pretending to cry. <laughs> again, I again I do think I think I'd need to watch it maybe a couple more times, and I really would like to see it live. Yeah, you should go to the West End and see it. It's still going. Actually, fun fact: is about, it still going in the West End? Well, not not with oh, Corona, yeah, sorry, but like yeah. it is. Still, I was like, still happening. And someone told them um, they should not. But be doing when that. we went to see it, there's a, the guy who played Hamilton in the West End, who's incredible. We came back and found out that he's actually a cousin of one of my cousins, which is just like the most me thing you've ever heard, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bizarre. Um, so I talked about the fandom and how it's kind of perceived as being a bit toxic, and I only came across this because again there were loads of. TikTok videos again with this release to Disney Plus with people talking about it being like the fandom's really toxic but like I still really love this piece of work blah blah whatever and it brought me to something called Hamilton Wank Aww. which is Now I have to argue I'm in a lot of Hamilton fan groups and there's very little toxicity in them so you only go you only seek if you seek it you'll find it like yeah, whatever the phrase completely, is Completely yeah yeah um, so this is like now I will say that for some people the definition of wank they take it as like an online like blowout or like kerfuffle or discussion and it doesn't mean the thing that we would interpret it to mean um but there was basically like these this whole thing started on among like Hamilton fans on Tumblr and Twitter and it would just like and like this is a legitimate sentence from a page that describes this Hamilton wank. And it goes, the wank involved a fundraising scam, sock puppeting, cyberbullying, and alleged mermaid cannibalism. What? Like, it's... I So, basically, in 2016, there was a couple of Hamilton fans, and they began this Tumblr. Um, do, were you ever on Tumblr? No. It was like a... I don't know how to explain it. It was like kind of you had your own blog. Okay. Um... And it was like kind of a, a Bebo page that just could go on and on. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like whatever amount kind of posts and whatever and gifts and stuff. 
I was into it for a while, but like kind of fell off it then. Anyway, so they these fans began this Tumblr called HIV Living to raise issues about living with HIV positive status. Um, it was recommended by many on Tumblr and Twitter as a good source of info on HIV plus issues. Um, it was taught to be run by two people um, who there was this one person called Isra and they're a non-binary Chinese Pakistani human trafficking survivor living in India and the other person was called Naj who's a US born lesbian of colour also living in India and then both the fans stated they were HIV positive and both had main blogs of their own blah 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 so they ran this thing and then one of them linked like what the American equivalent of a revolute it's like cash.me like looking for money for medical expenses um, and then there was this other person whose name I can't pronounce, but they were another Hamilton fan or like I can't pronounce your username, um, realized that the owner of the Cashme account was actually US based and was like basically like frauding people Catfishing. into giving the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then like your one, the moderator like admitted that she's a white US college student who lied about her identities and HIV status. And then. It re- they realised that neither of these accounts existed. They were sock puppet accounts. They didn't have HIV. They didn't live in India. Um, your one posted this big confession on the HIV living tum- Tumblr and tagged Hamilton. So like all the Hamilton fans like saw her or ever. She was obviously in... So there's nothing to do with Hamilton. Fan- no, but she was in the fandom. Like, Okay. This is the thing. Um, so she promised to repay people that she defrauded, but like there's been no proof of that. But like it kind of... It started because they wrote... A HIV-centric modern high school Hamilton fan fiction. That's why it was like they were okay. so big in it. Cause I was waiting for the connection to Hamilton to come. I didn't know where you were like, going. Like, but this is the thing. So, like, so there were these fans playing. Like, what the user who exposed these people had like was a big Hamilton like uh, fan fiction writer. And there was loads of claims that they that she they, that person was forced to delete them, whatever. But like, it was Hamilton. Like, again, like, with... It was a Hamilton fan fiction retelling, but, like, with cannibalism, and some of them were mermaids. Like, it just... Right. ...doesn't... Now, none of this exists now anymore, only in this page that has retold everything, but, like, it just seems, like, to absolutely toxic. But, again, I think this is, like... It's not everywhere in the fandom, and it's just such a small pool... Yeah. ...of people that would do this. Like, it's... Oh my god! I'm um, I'm oh it's insane. There is if you look into Hamilton fan fiction though, like it's everywhere. Like I started reading this one where it's like Hamilton comes back to modern day life, and I can't find a funny enough bit to read here. I wish I, you were as enthusiastic about the real Hamilton uh, as you are about. How can I not be sucked into fiction? something when it says cannibalism, mermaids, and I'm like, how do you get that from? Sounds like an episode of the Creep Dive. Oh, truly, like it's it's so 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 drenched but yeah like apparently that was a big enough thing in like American Hamilton fandoms and whatever but that's mad I'd never yeah. heard about that there you go because that's what I just I was like how can it be that toxic and then when I see people lying trying to get money off people for diseases that they don't have I'm like you are absolutely and then like you like but doing that off the popularity of you being a Hamilton fan fiction writer and that's yeah. how like you, you've all these followers oh just doesn't swell me yeah Um, the final moment of the Version on Netflix or on Disney. What did you make of it? It's Eliza gasps into the light. Yeah. What did you? There's a lot of like uh, debate going the interpretation on of the about ending. what it inter- Yeah. What what the interpretation of it is or like I don't know. What did you think? I'm gonna be. Uh, I, I thought didn't. it was her. Like it was obviously her passing over because his story ends with her. Yeah. And the whole like play ends when his story ends, which is when she dies. So I thought it was her 
passing into the light to see, and she sees Hamilton because he was like, I'll, I'll meet you on the other side, take your time. That wouldn't that would make sense to me. Why? What are other people's interpretation of it? Some people have this weird one where they say it's Ham- it's Eliza breaking the fourth wall and she actually is seeing the audience watching the her show. Her story. Watching oh, her tell like the that story. like that one better, yeah. And she's like, realises that actually she did make a difference and he did have a legacy and everything came to fruition in the end and it's kind of her for a brief second seeing the audience. But I don't like that one. I like that, but I feel like it's less likely to be true, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems way too meta, but... I, I read a couple of quotes from the actress, from Philippa Sue and from... Lin-Manuel and they were kind of like yeah it's whatever you want it to be or, I don't know I like, hate when people say that no tell me what to think for fuck's yeah, sake yeah well they had like a lot of different depictions but like I were I there any know. others because I didn't remember that from the real show and a lot of people are saying they've seen Hamilton several times and that doesn't happen in the end she doesn't like it was like nearly like a shriek like yeah Um, I don't know it's weird and it took me by surprise because I didn't remember it interesting Um, another fun fact you know John, the guy who played John Lawrence and the son, Philip. Yes. Um, his name is Anthony Ramos. Mm-hmm. Is married or is getting married. I think they're married now to the girl who played Peggy and Maria Reynolds. Oh, gosh. Um, Jasmine Cephas Jones, who is Ron Cephas Jones's daughter. Do you know him? Who the fuck is Ron Cephas Jones? He I played William in This Is Us. And I think he was in the Lion King reboot. He's a really, he's a really good actor. Sorry. Yeah, I know the name from that. You'd yeah. absolutely know him. John Reefus. Did no, he do? Ron Cephas. Ron. Ron. <laughs> what do I say? Ron, John Reefus. Ron Cephas. Ron Cephas Jones. She's his daughter. Um, but yeah, they met like in the in the rehearsal room at workshops for Hamilton. Like they walked into the room and just like love the first light. Isn't that so cute? Yeah. Are you sure he was in Lion King? I'm nearly sure he did the voiceover for it or something. Ron, how are you spelling that? I'm on the wiki. Hang on. Maybe it wasn't no, Lion King. I don't think it was, Breed. He was in something else that and did the voiceover. Hmm. No, it wasn't. He was in or is in Looking for Alaska. No, he was in... Which is... Which I haven't seen. I didn't realise it was even out. Maybe he's going to be in something else that's upcoming. I definitely read it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so now, but anyway. Any other fun facts? Um, Not off the top of my head. Just like a lot of the cast, if you're a musical fan, a lot of the cast were... You would know them from other shows, like the girl who played Angelica. She was the first ever actress to play Angelica on... Broadway and she was the last ever actress to play Mimi in Rent on Broadway in oh, 2008 gosh. Um, who else uh, Leslie Odom Jr. used to be in Smash I just love like knowing what people were in before yeah um, he did, is did you ever watch Smash what a fine 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 man um, I did not yeah he's great and then um, who else Jonathan Groff obviously was in Glee and has been like in he's in Frozen he's in um, he's been in Wicked he's been in Spring what Awakening was it Spring Awakening yeah that's what it was I, what he's was been in say. pretty much every musical ever yeah ever. and killed I, I think that's just why I thought it was gas that like the the white role like we'll give it to him like do you know because I'd say he's probably just hanging around dying to be fucking in it like yeah do you know could probably smell the success of it David Diggs did you recognise him he played Jefferson He, I loved him I didn't recognise him but I did love him he was in Wonder he has Jacob Tremblay there's a Donald Trump song that he's done that's doing the rounds on TikTok as well and do you know what's that sound and it's like Donald Trump is a white supremacist full stop if you vote for him again you're a a white supremacist full stop (laughs) so it's just because I know that song so good it's a clipping and the the song is a chapter 319 Um, 
if he, I'm reading this correctly. Yeah. He's an incredible rapper. He has like one of the fastest raps in by like in record. Is that how you say it? Today, like, I don't know, in Hamilton, in Guns and Ships, I think he says 19 words in three seconds. It's insane. He's so good. Yeah. And he just like has such charisma. I really like him. Yeah. Um, yeah, some man. Some man for one man. Um, Do you have any final thoughts on it? Do I have any final thoughts on it? Um, I, like, it just goes back to the thing. I would like to see it live. I would probably watch it again because I said I would watch it with Jack. Um... And I think the more you watch it as well, the more you, you understand. Like Hilda has seen it live and watched it three times. Yeah. She still has no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. But Quiva watched it one and a half times with me and she's like, do you know the whole Jefferson or Burr, Jefferson or Burr? Mm. And then Quiva's like, well, obviously it's going to be Jefferson because like Burr was never president. And like, I was like, how do you know that? And she's like, it's just like, people, everyone just knows that, mm. you know, but like, I, I didn't. I would recommend for people to watch it especially if you're like you're into I would be very into hip hop and rap and I really like that element of it and I think and they're cool like it's not nerdy no but that's what I'm saying like, it, it's like cool. yeah it's cool um, it's very like of the time and I as I said for me personally there were a few tiny moments at the start that I was like what the fuck am I watching and then once you're into it like you're very you're, you're yeah. very into it and it's long like so it, do, it yeah. does grab you and it needs to hold you for like three hours um, I I would well if you if you haven't watched and you've listened to this then I would imagine that you you're going into it with your head screwed on I would hope and you're kind of understanding all viewpoints yeah don't take it as a history lesson just it's take not it as a really lesson, good yeah. piece of musical art yeah yeah um that's all I have to say on that uh we will we we're gonna do like a full episode on just musicals but we think it's better to I think ha- we just I wouldn't have done Hamilton justice and just like. No, definitely not. Hamilton is episode. the 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 scale of the success of it and just everything. Even Lin Manuel, we probably could have gotten there. It deserved, yeah, it deserved that like dig around. I think to be honest, um, I saw a load of people on TikTok as well who seemingly have got in like Twitter scraps with him on Twitter. Obviously, again, I'll try and find those videos. He is very them. cheesy and very cringe. I would like. I don't. I wouldn't Random be engaging with him massively. Um, Well yeah no fair like Do you know what else I loved What else did you love Did you know the staging of it How the stage moves And how they made it look like It was all happening in slow motion And when they did the reverse thing Yeah when they're all on like wheels I was like what's going on The staging is incredible Like watch it for the set alone It's so simple but so effective Oh my god sorry On that note It just came across this on Just Jared Which I hadn't seen But um uh, oh, there's a lad from home away after is after being accused of verbal abuse for Christ's sake. Which one? No, I couldn't tell you who he played in home away now off the top of my head. Show me a while. He was in you. the 100. This lad, I'm pointing the. Do you see him? He was going out with someone. I feel he's only in it recently. Was his name Drew? Yeah, he's not like an old school home away person. Michael's not going to love that. So the actor um, was Bob Morley. Um, he's been accused of emotional and verbal abuse. Anyway, Lynn Manuel Miranda's actually gone private on Twitter um, after it. Uh, after has he Hamilton? Yeah, why will it not scroll down? I can't find find out why, but um, he's gone private. I'd imagine probably for people just coming to like piss all over him. Like, well, yeah, well that is the thing as well. Like it's it's definitely a thing of <laughs> he's too famous at this like at this particular moment in time. It will pass. Like, but right now they are all too famous. Yeah, they're all good. That's the thing. And it's just like, it was trending bloody everywhere. Like, do you know, but this is the thing. Like it's being exposed to even a much bigger audience now. The page will not scroll down. I cannot figure out why he went private, but I mean, hope you're okay, hon. Um, 
Yeah. So. Okay. I've just, I've literally just, I've got all my mini bandwagons there, so we can do it. Oh, were you, were you just having a, <laughs> having a Google there? I uh, just racking my brain. <laughs> These um, are they not? What's your first one? I wrote down organic cup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. I got an organic cup. You've had an organic cup. I have cup. an organic cup, yeah. Um, in an effort to be more sustainable. And I just never can remember to buy tampons. So I've switched and I got myself a moon. I call them moon cups, but I... Moon cup is the, the, a brand, but okay. like the thing is like menstrual cup. cup. Menstrual it's a, cup. It's like okay. Hoover and like vacuum. Do you know what I mean? It's not a Hoover. It is a vacuum. The brand is Hoover. Do you yeah, know? But they, like that's... A, yeah, it doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Jesus, no. That's <laughs> Don't not what, try that because I've heard about people end up in hospital trying to do that. absolutely not the purpose of it. Yeah, <laughs> but where do you buy it if people are interested? I got it online. I think I got it in Holland and Barish, but I know Boots sell them um, a lot of those places. They do offers a lot of the time on their own website as well if you're buying directly from Organic Up. I've only um, had to use it once and I found it very tricky and now I have fake nails. I'm probably going to find it trickier, but I think it's just like with everything you have to give it a little, like just practice. I think getting it in, grand. Getting it out, nightmare. Not a nightmare, but not a For me, it was a nightmare. Uh, yeah. Okay, we can talk about it off air because uh, I do want to hear how you get it out. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's do a whole episode on it. Um, what's next, Reid? Um, I found this show on Netflix. I don't know if I told you about it. It's not the Flores Lava. I was Lava. just about to say it's, 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 it's the Flores Lava. But I'm it's not far crying. off. <laughs> right. Did I tell, maybe I did show you this. It's called Ultimate Beastmaster. No. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it's it. Called, it's called Ultimate Beastmaster. It's incredible. You like it? Daddy Minogue is on it. What? Uh, yeah. Why didn't you start with that? <laughs> I did. I did lead with that. Oh. So basically, it's Why this. Why the fuck is Daddy Minogue in a was, show called Ultimate Beastmaster? No, she's just a presenter. But so this, I think it was an American <laughs> show first. This How is purely off the top of my head. I think it was an American show first, but they're after releasing a Great Britain version. Just off the top of your head. That's just great. Just off the top of my head. No, um, no research. No, no. Ultimate Beastmaster. Carry uh, on. Um, so the Great Britain version came out last week, and we started watching in the house and it's basically like this obstacle course but it's like only elite athletes or like like really really strong people can do so it so like me yeah absolutely like so they're all like rock climbers or professional like obstacle course runners and stuff that are doing it and they're like top of their game but it's insane it's so good and they're they have to do like loads of like rounds and semi-finals and quarterfinals and finals and stuff and they win loads of money but it's global so there's like a team from Great Britain a, great, a team from Australia a team from Brazil a team from like they're Germany, they're all over. Um, and then there's like two presenters from each country representing. So like there's Danny Minogue and some other guy from Australia in a booth. And then there's like two Americans in a booth. And there's like this row of like boots with all these like uh, representatives basically rooting Why for their teams. Why didn't we get Marty Whelan for Ireland? We, there's no Ireland team. What a joke. So the, there's still a chance. Sorry, one of the audience reviews here is this is the best show ever in all caps. It is. I highly recommend this. It makes you want to be a ninja. <laughs> it does. They're all like professional parkour runners. Like it's insane. So the worst kind of people. Well, yeah, yeah. No, they're not like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be friends with them, with them like, but yeah. you have to admire the athleticism. Oh, there we go. We're after an alienating our parkour <laughs> listeners there, but I, um, so that's Ultimate Beastmaster, and that's on Netflix. Yeah, one guy popped his shoulder out last night, and they like oh. it, they, the camera was like so close, and they popped it back in. It was sick. It was so cool. <laughs> so I would highly recommend it. Of course. Um, the third one is your mini band. Yes, I am on uh, Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast today, and I'm actually vibrating with the excitement I basically so it's basically the podcast that's going to get me through lockdown um, it follows two lifelong friends uh, Tanner Greenring and Josh Fjellstad as they play all the Pokemon games together they're on season three and I basically wrote about them in the Indo 
or like mention it because I was asked about things that were getting me through lockdown and I like name checked them and like screenshot the article like an absolute loser and sent it to them and they I were, am such a fan yeah I was like oh my god here's your first bit of Irish press guys fucking loser how do you know it was their first bit of Irish press <laughs> you got me there um <laughs> And I screenshotted them and they very kindly got back to me and they said thanks and they were like, if you ever want to come on. And then they asked me to come on as a part of season three. So we did one of the gyms and we got to battle and I got to represent bandwagons in Ireland. She did try to get me battle. to do it, but I would not, could not. Yeah, no, absolutely that. not. Um, but yeah, that's out now. It's a great, I would recommend listening back to it What's all because they're hilarious. Um, it's called Experience Share. If you're looking for it on Spotify, you might have searched Experience Share Pokemon. Um, it's really really good If uh, the other episode's not even the one I'm on if I do say so myself I'm going to try and get the lads on at some stage either to talk about Pokemon or maybe the OC the OC? yeah no why? <laughs> I've never seen that well, I, I don't care <laughs> it's what such a bandwagon at the time for people 10 years older than us like that was such an old show California yeah but like you did a lot. not watch the OC yes I did I don't believe you I, at the time I did I haven't watched it since I only watched like two seasons but See. It was such a bad record on the time. Do you remember the ad for Channel You've 4 You've watched two full seasons of The O.C. Yes, as a child. <laughs> I do not buy it. Because it used to be on Channel Do you not remember the ad on Channel on 4? E4. Or it, I think it started on Channel 4. The first season was definitely on Channel 4 and it was like 9 o'clock and it was like The O.C. And we were like, what? And we, Ian kept joking and he kept calling it The Ock and I thought it was the funniest thing ever because I was fucking <laughs> 9 or whatever. But I can't believe this is the hill you're willing to die on is it, that you were actually an O.C. fan. I like the first I've heard of it. I'm. I mean, how else do After we know fucking Misha Barton and fucking from the fashion magazines? I don't what? Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, read fashion magazines. You're so full of shit. Anyway, um, thanks so much for listening. We are on Patreon if you want to support us. Breed's musical playlist is actually up there if you want to listen. Um, it it's has really a, really good. Yeah, it is a bit of everything. Um, if you're looking to dip your toe in, and we obviously have loads of other content as well. If you want to subscribe, that would be class. Um. Leave us a review, but only if it's nice. We're on social media everywhere, the usual places. Come find us. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.